Welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade. Each week, we'll serve you the stop stories we're following in social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show live on Instagram on Thursdays around 12 p.m. Mountain Time or on all podcast providers and YouTube on Fridays. We're your hosts this week, McKenna and Morgan, and we will be serving today. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to pick it up, you know? <laughs> It's fine. Wasn't ready. We've got something special planned for today. Um, it's going to be after the sip. So let's get right into it. This is your weekly rundown of the top stories happening on social media. We're jumping right into the stories today because we just have so much to get through. Sorry, I was it's having been... a sip during the sip. <laughs> it's been a juicy week. So let's get into the sip. First of all, LinkedIn is rolling out brand partnership tags. TikTok is adding features for advertisers to have sponsored content show up in search results. The update will make all in-feed ad campaigns eligible to be shown within search displays. YouTube is testing a new display for the subscriptions feed. We'll come back to that. Um, Reddit has expanded its interest targeting for advertisers, and Meta is rolling out the desktop version of Threads, finally. It's a little late. Any thoughts on those stories today? I think, yeah, threads to desktop is a little late. I feel like the threads ship has sailed. Um, yeah, do you go on threads still? I'm trying to get back on there a little bit, but I don't have any thoughts to I share. I just, like, my feed never has any new posts. Yeah. There's, like, I, there's nothing new for me to consume it every single day. I maybe go on every other day, but I'm just not yeah. finding that every day there's enough for me to check. I am seeing a lot of people on my Threads feed actually talk about how they really wanted the desktop version, so maybe there will be a bit more. The thing I'm really excited about is the YouTube subscription feed update. As someone on YouTube, the subscription feed is so bad, and it's so hard to find. Like, it is just like a chronological feed of what's been posted, but I do feel like just the way it's organized, most people don't really scroll through that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there you just don't really care that much about. Um, So I'm interested to see if maybe they make it more algorithmic or something. I'd be into that. I'm not a YouTube girly. Ah, we'll get you. (laughs) That makes me feel millennial to be on YouTube, but it's okay. It's a great platform. Um, Yeah. Okay. Those are kind of the stories. That's it for the sip because we got a main story we have to talk about today. Um, Welcome to McDonald's for lunch, not sponsored by McDonald's. This is not a ploy for us to just eat while we're doing this. (laughs) But the rankings are out for the top fast food restaurants. This is from AdAge. The restaurants were ranked on reputation, calculated on the rate of new reviews and average reviews per location. These are like online reviews they're getting. Mm -hmm. The top five restaurants, Chick-fil-A, number one, Five Guys, number two, Dairy Queen, number three, Sonic, number four, and Chipotle, number five. The bottom-ranked brands are Subway, Little Caesars, Domino's, Cinnabon, and Baskin-Robbins. We have thoughts on those. I have a lot of thoughts on all of it, but we'll just go through. (laughs) Burger chains scored better than pizza chains. McDonald's took the top spot for burgers, of course, as expected. Uh, And Pizza Hut for pizza, also pretty much expected. Uh, a common thread among low-scoring change was chains was ghosting their reviews and feedback, just a sign that you need to be engaged and have good community management. Um, there's an estimation that ghosting these reviews cost chains in the U.S. $14 billion in lost value annually. 
That is so much money. Okay, let's dive in before yeah. we go to our thoughts. A little bite. What is your McDonald's order? Okay, I'm just a simple girl. I like a cheeseburger and fries and an iced tea. Yeah, I am. I rotate. I like a double cheeseburger, but I recently started adding like tomato and bacon to it. Ooh. And that's been actually taking it to the next level. Just gives it a little crunch. A luxury. And then today I got chicken nuggets. This is a crowd favorite. The spicy mustard is a bold choice. I'm a sweet and sour girl. Do you want to try it? No. (laughs) Have you ever tried it? No, I just don't. I'm not like a mustard as a dipping sauce. I only tried this recently. I used to always get the habanero, and this was a new venture for me. Okay. Okay, but let's talk about the rankings because I am actually, like, pretty shook, and maybe it's, like, my Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, of the top five, so as a reminder, Chick-fil-A, Five Guys, Dairy Queen, Sonic, and Chipotle, I have only been to Dairy Queen, and I think I've had Chipotle once. Okay, I've been to all of them. At least, and I, but I've only been to Chick Fil A once, and that's partially because we're in Canada and they're not really here yet. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still surprised by it. I don't know top five, like my personal top five. Five Guys is definitely in there for me, but Dairy Queen, Sonic, and Chipotle are absolutely not. Like Dairy Queen and ice cream cake is very important in my life, mm-hmm. but I will say the blizzards lately that I've been getting just haven't really hit. I would actually. Feel, I feel like the bottom five are my top five, except for maybe McDonald's. But Subway, I'm on a Subway kick right now. I've been getting Subway like multiple times a week. It's been a moment. Honestly, I feel like everyone has a Subway phase. I'm in my phase right now. Little Caesars, I feel like, is underrated. Honestly, there's nothing better than a bag of crazy bread. So good. And eating the whole thing to yourself guilt-free. And I'm sure they're not $5 anymore, but when I was in high school, it was like $5 for a whole pizza. And that's like a core memory for me. And then Domino's. I feel like Domino's is like Canada's sweetheart. Like we love her. Yeah. What's she doing so low in the ranks? In the States, something is going wrong because here we've got the tracker. That was like an AI miracle back in the day. (laughs) Knowing that it was like in the oven, you were like, heck yeah, hot and ready. Completely. Um, Cinnabon is weird to me because who's reviewing (laughs) Cinnabon? I don't, there's only, to me, I understand there's one item and what can really go wrong? It's a cinnamon bun. So they got to start community management. I can't speak to Cinnabon because I'm allergic to cinnamon. You are? (laughs) I've never had a cinnamon (gasps) bun. Oh my gosh. You could make it with like, I think there's a cinnamon alternative. Really? I don't know. I'd be down to try it. There's got to be another way. Okay, and then Baskin-Robbins, we don't have a lot of those here, so I'm not too surprised. Um, Pizza Hut for Pizza also surprised me because I don't think we have Pizza Huts here still. Yeah, we do. (laughs) All right, I just haven't gone. I consider myself a fast food girl, so I feel like this list made me realize I need to try a lot more things. Yeah, I'm also excited that, like, U.S. chains are starting to come into Canada. We are getting a Chipotle in Calgary in the next couple weeks. We are getting Chick-fil-A within the next couple years. Things are coming. It's happening. Yeah. And the the takeaway I got from this story, too, was just the estimation of how much money is lost by not responding to your reviews and also not asking for reviews. So just something as a reminder to, like, any brand, if you're not doing that, make sure on your community management, make sure you're asking for those reviews because that's a ton of money to be losing for something that I think a lot of companies don't think that deeply about. It's 
Yeah, like I, I'm just genuinely blown away by the 14 billion. <laughs> All right, wait, should we do a crunch? Yeah. This is maybe not for our audio. We'll see. <laughs> it wasn't crunchy. <laughs> our producer My is fries are losing cold. it. <laughs> okay, our next story. Apple is looking to fully acquire ESPN. So we've actually been talking about sports more and more lately, so I thought this was a really interesting development. The acquisition of ESPN would give Apple top access to the world's top sports leagues, such as the NFL, NBA, and it would also give them access to the NFL, which is locked up by ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC right now, and ESPN. So pretty much locked up by a handful of networks. The deal would allow Apple to rebrand ESPN. So I was seeing a lot of people commenting on how this is reminding them of, like, obviously the Twitter acquisition mm-hmm. purchase and that rebrand. And people are saying that they they can't really picture it having a new brand. Um, and currently it's owned by Disney. And Disney's just looking to streamline what they offer so that they're not spreading themselves too thin, which I think is quite interesting as well. Um, Apple's made some serious investment in sports content with partnerships with MLB, NBA, and Major League Soccer. And the NBA is working closely with Apple to create a specialized basketball-focused game and dedicated content for Apple's Vision Pro spatial computing headset. Anyway, it's a big part of Apple TV and something they want to expand into. And... I think it's quite an interesting move. What do you think? I think it's interesting because we've been talking about this and we've been hearing about sports trying to reach this wider demographic. I feel like it's a good fit. Like I don't it doesn't give me yeah. that cringe like the Twitter thing. Like I can see it being rebranded as like Apple Sports or Apple Sports Plus or something like Completely. like really easily. Um I'm a big Apple stan. I love Apple, like every everything about it. I have Apple TV and all that stuff. So I, I can just see it fitting in to my life. Totally. And I think like as we're seeing more and more of these brands acquire sports or like support sports teams, like even like Spotify starting to get more into sports supporting, it's like making me just feel like it's becoming so much more accessible to a wider demographic and it's making it palatable and kind of easy for people who haven't been historically into sports as much or haven't really felt included. Mm-hmm. And Apple makes everything seem cool. They make everything seem aesthetic. So I can't see this being a miss. And I hope that they go hard on women's sports as well. Hopefully, yeah. We definitely want to see that. We'd love to see it. Yeah. So you know what else we'd love to see? We'd love to see Firefest 2 happen. <laughs> and that is our last story of the day. Fire Festival 2 tickets are officially on sale. And this is what we know. Okay, after 2017's Fire Festival fiasco, Billy McFarland wants to give it a second try. On Monday, McFarland announced that Fire Festival Festival would be returning for its second iteration. He announced, and I quote, it has been the absolute wildest journey to get here, and it really all started during a seven-month stint in solitary confinement. I wrote out this 50-page plan of how it would take this overall interest and demand in fire and how it would take my ability to bring people from around the world together to make the impossible happen. Much like the first go, Fire Festival tickets are on sale with no confirmed date, musical lineup, venue, or exact Caribbean country. It is apparently aiming to run near the end of 2024. Are you going to go? Am I going to go? I don't think I can afford to go. <laughs> um, I have a few thoughts. One is that the end of 2024 is like pretty soon to not have a venue yet. So I'm hoping Fire Festival 2 can like 
actually succeed. I think that would be kind of nice. But we were talking before this and just like reminiscing about the marketing they did for Firefest one. Okay, the orange square feeds is something that I think I blocked out of my memory. I feel like it's it's like a it's a moment in time for me. It feels a really long time ago. Yeah. It's and like like Instagram in my mind, the way I'm remembering that, it like the whole interface was different and like you could do something like that and it would be all over like the explore page. Like I just remember also being so confused. Yeah. It, it was a very strange, it was very cool like case study for influencer and like celebrity marketing. And this, I feel Completely. like it was early enough for influencers or celebrities to like be getting into that influencing on social media. Yeah. And so everyone was kind of like, what the heck is this? There was so much conversation about it. I think it's like, it was effective. It was. I think it was almost one of the first big campaigns I really saw on Instagram. A hundred percent. And then learning that like celebrities, like I think it was Kendall Jenner was going to do a partnership there. And there was quite a few other people. I was, it was early days too of me even following people and considering yeah. them influencers. So I wonder if they're going to really try to lean into that again, or if this is going to go a different direction. I don't know where it would go. I feel like this is just going to be so interesting to watch unfold. I think there is a part of me that hopes they have this like redemption and it works out really well, but I'm also like, is it destined for failure because of how poorly the first go went and Billy's whole? I know. It's hard to say. I do think that if tickets are on sale and if they market it the right way, I think it will sell. I think people will want to go because it will feel like this piece of history to True. go to this thing that was so big. There was also a documentary made about it. Like it also gives people this opportunity to like potentially leverage this for their own content. So I could see it possibly doing well. And also influencing in general is so different. Like how yep. we see it happening at Coachella and all these things. Like Firefest was kind of like the first for that. Totally. For promoting. So I want to see some get ready with me for Firefest videos on my feed. I'm ready for it. I can't, honestly, I cannot wait to watch this unfold. And I'm sure we will report back on it at some point. Absolutely. Okay. Well, this was a little bit of an interesting episode. We hope you enjoyed. And now that we've wet your palate, go eat something more substantial. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>